Hi everyone, it's Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm the founder of Rocksteady, the book and the program. And today I have a case study to share with you. I want to introduce you to Paulette from the US. Thank you for your time and welcome to the call today, Paulette. Thank you, Joey. So Paulette has had an experience with vestibular migraine over years and that kind of resolved to her surprise, and then it came back with a vengeance and turned into possibly a triple PD diagnosis. The neurologist suggested a kind of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, kind of anxiety loop component, which I would say is very common for triple PD in general, and feeling brain fog as a really concerning feature that just wouldn't resolve. Um, So that led Paulette to the Rocksteady community. I'm really pleased you found us, Paulette, and If it feels good for you, I would love you to share a little bit about encountering the book, reading the book, and then deciding you needed something more. Do you want to talk about that feeling of trying therapy, seeing doctors, reading the book, but plateauing? Do you want to start from that plateauing space? Sure. So I I did read the book um, about five months before I actually signed up for the program and found several things in the book that that I found were helpful, that that were things that I could do Mm. um, that made sense for me. The the body scan made sense for me to do that. It made me um, calm myself and be more aware of my body and trying to find things that made me feel more normal on days that I was absolutely not feeling normal. And I went through the balance therapy and vestibular therapy and for a while, I was making fairly good progress, although most days I was not quite normal at all. The symptoms were still um, keeping me from doing what I would normally like to do, especially the anxiety in certain situations like driving. Was, mm-hmm. For a while, I didn't drive at all and then realized that I needed to drive or I'd never drive again. So having to work my way through that. And then um, while I was doing the therapy, the therapist and I agreed that we that I plateaued and that I wasn't making any more progress. And I thought, well, let me go back to rock study and try the seven day free program and see what's in there to, to decide if I wanted to go further or not. And after I did the trial program, the free trial program, I thought, this is what I need, that this offered me hope Mm. that I would be able to get back to my normal life again, that I would be able to, to manage the symptoms, to see an improvement and then get, get over all of this to the point where I was living a mostly normal life or completely normal life. Yeah. And so I had hope when I started the program and I just started working my way through the modules Um, And every module had different exercises to try, which I would try all of them. I took my time working, you know, you have two weeks between modules before the next one's offered to you. So there's plenty of time. You don't have to spend a lot of time during the day. Maybe five to 15 minutes was Mm -hmm. all I was I was spending on it, depending on the day and how things were going. The exercises that I found most useful were one, more of a self-awareness of 
noticing being an observer more of a symptom that might come up that day and not panicking about it, not thinking, oh, this is going to be a horrible day or self-compassion was another thing that I really had to work on is being kind to myself and acknowledging, okay, this is not a great day for me. So what I had scheduled to do today, I could push that to tomorrow and maybe read a book this afternoon or just take a long walk outside and or sit out. We have a lovely back deck and sit mm -hmm. outside and just watch the birds for a while. Mm. And finding those things and being okay with that and saying, it's, it's okay to take this time for myself, to be kind to myself. And... And I think like this condition, like many other conditions, is not a straight path. It's it's a kind of an up and down, like when you're in physical therapy, you know, go two steps forward, you might take one step back. And eventually, the more familiar I got with the programs and the different ways that I could soothe myself, yeah. then I, you know, those days where it was a bit of a backslide, I'd be okay. I'd be like, all right, you know, this is fine we'll change a plan today and I'll go back tomorrow to what I wanted to do. And it, the other thing I liked about the program was that you introduced so many different types of activities and the bonus audios mm -hmm. where I could try something I'd never, I'd, I'd heard about drumming, but to actually experience that drumming session yeah. and find how different it was different times that I did it. Mm -hmm. or the tapping mm -hmm. which you tapping really really helped me yeah. that was something i i do regularly mm -hmm. because it just seemed to soothe me um and every time i did something that made me feel good it encouraged me to know that yes i'm making progress with this neuroplasticity yeah. yes i see the possibility of my brain developing new connections that I'll be able to be able to move forward and it'll all be okay. I'll be able to calm myself, still be kind to myself. And it, it just was a very gradual process. And, yeah. you know, all of a sudden I would go, you know, I didn't have any, I didn't have any symptoms today or I didn't have any symptoms yesterday. Yeah. And wow. And it took me by surprise really. Yep. After yep. having the symptoms all the time and you go, hey, you know, that was really a great day yesterday. Yeah. And I love it that it wasn't like you were forcing it or expecting it or there was an agenda. It was just they oh. caught you by surprise. Like, oh, wow, all of my my skills and my tools and the methodology has just compounded. So now I'm getting more and more moments of feeling relaxed and calm and back in control you know it's a bit of a loaded word but that's what we're doing we're taking back control of our nervous system and once we're befriending our body and our nervous system the body has less need to scream at us and to shake us up and to floor us into those days where we do feel bedridden because we're potentially so disconnected we're not listening and the body's calling us home but what I'm really hearing from you Paulette which I want to bring to this conversation is almost like you shifted a corner from trying to get rid of symptoms through that whole physical therapy process and the standard medical care process, which is very symptom focused. And we plateau yes. because all we're doing is looking at what we don't like and the symptoms, which is a trap. 
Um, and you shifted into, well, how can I nourish myself? And today, nourishing my being feels like sitting on the deck and listening to birds. Like how beautiful is that when we look at it from that place of tenderness and that place of beauty and self-care and it's it almost feels counterculture. Yeah. And we can be in resistance. Well, I want to be out and about and I want to be doing, doing, doing. And I've got this agenda and I'm sick and I can't, so I'm stuck at home. And it's like, well, all of that's the voice of criticism and perfectionism and shoulds. And we talk about that in the program in module five and our negativity bias. And all of these have evolved through our ancestral DNA as survival mechanisms to avoid life-threatening circumstances. So we've got this negativity bias and inner critic that we're working with as human beings. But to really shift that into being for ourselves, to befriending ourselves, to seeking what nourishes and nurtures us, um, really changes the brain chemistry. It really softens us. It shifts our nervous system into a place of really good, wholesome calm that becomes tangible. Can you tell me a little bit how it felt in your body as you accumulated these skills and tools through the Rocksteady program? What was the physical feeling of coming into that compassionate and kind place? Well, I, it's hard to explain. Mm. Um, I felt confident for one thing. I felt confident when I could tell myself, you know, you're not dizzy. You're, you may be feeling a little bit off, but you're not dizzy. You're not going to fall. You're not a fall risk. And just to be able to reassure myself that I'm, I'm not going to fall. I, I feel a little bit off, but it's okay. And that was really important to me to gain self-confidence again, because I, you know, you, you kind of doubt your body oh, yeah. after a while. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not a good feeling. You know, you yeah. want to be able to go out, you want to be able to go to the store and you're not worried about falling over, even though being in a store kind of triggers your symptoms. Yeah. It's okay. You know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm safe. Well, it's okay when we have the skills and tools to actually protect and preserve ourselves. I think if we're just stabbing in the dark and trying random things we could fall the reality is, yes. is we, we could be vulnerable like there are realities we have to meet and face and when we have all the various body scanning and and foot postures and proprioceptive skills and tools that we've built up we're not going to fall we are so clear and confident with where our shoulders are our elbows our hips all the major steering wheels within the body we're not going to fall there, there's we develop that certainty. And I think it's important to say it's developed. It's not like we're just staring in the mirror saying, I won't fall. It's not wishful thinking. It's a, it's a built awareness and connection to the body because balance, of course, for those listening, you might may not realize, Paulette's on top of this, but you may not realize balance is not just in the ears. It's throughout the skeletomuscular system, the proprioceptive system that is head to toe mapped in our body. And if we use that through our feet, through our calves, through our thighs, through our spinal muscles, through our shoulders, it helps us to balance. It helps us to orientate ourselves and it helps us to develop a solid sense of safety and security and center rather than pretending it's there, faking it or wishing it was there and getting very focused up here where the error signals and messages could really be leading us off track. The other physical change I noticed was that I wasn't so tired all the time. Yeah. I wasn't in that state of exhaustion 
mm-hmm. that just getting through the day would totally exhaust me. Mm-hmm. And I was I was sleeping better too. Yeah. So sense As, of sense of vitality coming back, probably yes. because you're more in flow with reality rather than fighting reality and resisting mm-hmm. reality and that looping of well, I shouldn't feel this, I shouldn't be this way, I'm abnormal, I'm wrong. Who can I talk to? Who can I call? Which doctor can I speak to next? Or which therapy can I try next? It's Mm -hmm. exhausting. That's all examples of resistance. Whereas when we stop and go, hmm, what am I sensing and feeling in this moment with curiosity? How can I support and meet that in this moment? We use a lot less energy and we, we become restorative in our daily choices. Again, coming back to nourishment and nurturing as a way of life. Can you... Uh, share with me, Paulette, I'm curious, how has this impacted um, your family and your community? How's it, how has this healing process affected your loved ones? Oh, well, Joey, my husband wanted me to thank you for him because mm-hmm. he's, he said he, he's finally getting his wife back again. Yeah. So for him, he was very concerned that this was something very seriously wrong with me. And I it's he's not normally a worrier so for me to see him like that um he just couldn't understand what was wrong with me and I couldn't think clearly that I you know was always so foggy and and just uncertain about everything making any kind of decision would just seem overwhelming at times even a very simple decision would be agonizing on a day when I really wasn't feeling well And so for him to, he sees the change and during the worst of my illness was over the Christmas holidays and our two daughters who live in different states came to visit and I was not in good shape and they were just, they couldn't believe it. They were, they were very upset and my daughter was just here with us for a little while and um, she was amazed at the change. And greatly relieved to see me functioning much more normally again. Yeah. And I think this is where taking the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual approach to our neural mapping, because, you know, it's not linear. It's not like there's one neural pathway going here and there. And if it's broken, you just fix it. And it's like a a simple fix. It's it's non-linear and it's complex and we're human beings. It's the balance system from our ears is communicating literally head to toe with the body and all over the brain. There isn't one balance center in the brain. It, because we need to be upright and and visually stable to survive. If you think about being hunters and gatherers and, you know, searching for food, staying um, safe from saber toothed tigers, all of that, the balance system is essential for our life. You know, it's life threatening if we don't have these basic, um, visual and physical stability so the emotional system kicks in because it says oh my god my life is threatened i i don't feel right i don't feel safe i can't see properly then the brain fog kicks in because so many parts of the brain are now basically in red alert going something's not right we don't know which neural pathway it is so we get this brain fog and we get cognitive issues which means we can feel like our memory drops We can't concentrate. We can't answer questions clearly. And really basic things can make us seem like there's something quite neurologically challenging going on, such as Alzheimer's or dementia. These kind of questions can be even more alarming, which creates more emotional 
output and stress and fear and fight, flight, freeze, fawn. So the nervous system's very active and hyper or hypo aroused at the same time. And all of those balance signals throughout the brain are getting the kind of stress markers, aggravating them. So we end up in this cycle of brain fog, exhaustion, forgetfulness, etc. So what you're describing is actually relatively common, but can be very frightening, not just for ourselves, but for our family members. And then what do the doctors say? Well, it took a long time to see any doctor. And the ENTs did their tests and it's not here, it's central nervous system. And I had to wait four months to get in to see a neurologist. Yeah, so then then it begins the the agonizing, brutal goose chase for answers that aren't really answers. So Correct. Yeah, this is where that mental, emotional, spiritual piece that we are fully in control of really comes into play here. So I just want to bring in, you know, when we're living in fight, flight, freeze and the nervous system is aggravated, so it's hyper or hypo aroused, and there's the chronic stress and worry and anxiety, and we're basically living in fear loops. It changes the physical structures of the brain. It changes which neurons are firing. It changes the brain chemistry. Enter the Rocksteady program, and there's a supportive community of belonging and understanding. You're not alone anymore. Other people get it too. We've got the live monthly calls and the replays. There's the modules that are guiding you with supportive skills and tools to actively address what you're sensing and feeling in the moment to bring that nervous system back into its equilibrium where you can think clearly you can reconnect and feel relaxed calm centered whatever the desired sensation is you're seeking and we then have a process and a pathway to do that more often so what might start with a moment of relief can become two moments of relief and where we might feel very isolated withdrawn misunderstood lonely we feel belonging we feel community, we feel acceptance, we feel a sense of togetherness. And these are, I think, the, the, the fundamental, the essentials of healing, because we're not actually getting that in therapy. Therapy offers a different um, tool set or just a, it's, a, it's a different leg of the equation. Having a community where we build on our self-relationship with ourselves alongside other people, building on their self-relationship with their self. I really feel it's vital and essential for deeply changing the brain because otherwise we can plateau and there's only so much a therapist can do on the outside. And I do like the, um, your Facebook group yeah. that because it's so positive and so encouraging where people share their little victories or their discoveries about themselves and you're right about it being a supportive community because anybody that's been through this kind of illness realizes that most people don't understand what you're telling them when they ask, you know, what, what's wrong with you? I can't tell you how many people ask, well, when are you going to be well again? You know, <laughs> when are you going to get over this? Oh. And, you know, that's really frustrating because you don't know <laughs> And you're going to, there's no timeline. It's not like you'll be better in seven days. Well, you know, it's going to take, how long is it going to take? It's a million dollar question, but out of curiosity, how long roughly would you say it took for you to really start to consolidate the, the neuroplasticity rewards and benefits? Cause there is a time lag. So I, I'm thinking doing the program after I started it a good four months yeah, before I really started feeling good. Yeah. And you know, that takes a lot of, and this is a spiritual piece. 
to invest and just to show up and to log in and to just slowly keep at the learning educational process for four months, you know, that's your self-belief. That's your spiritual connection to yourself going, I just think there's something I should keep exploring here. There's something here I don't understand, but I feel it's worthy of my time. And it's this belief I have in my life force, my body, my biology, my capacity to to heal and change and, and be dynamic as, as a living organism. That to me is spirituality. And I think we can also include here our relationship to something outside of ourselves, whether we call it God or Allah or any other uh, religious type belief or the universe. I actually think I just come back to life force. It's that thing that's within me, but also bigger than me that I don't really understand, but I can connect to it and feel to it. And stepping into the mystery without certainty, that's the spiritual piece. Because when we are dead set reliant on rigid certainty and control, we don't heal. We are locked in a nervous system that is freaking out. So releasing that need for pure control and certainty and stepping into the mystery with curiosity, neurologically, the brain chemistry changes. We, we lighten our grip. So it sounds like you really took that journey and then in, I think four months is quite quick. In four months, you started to really feel the shift. Yes, yes, I, I, mm. and it's it's not it's not that hard to do, really. It's there's nothing. It's not this is not a difficult program. And if if you're a person that um, I like that you had transcripts and audios of the live calls and stuff, because sometimes it was easier for me to just read the transcript mm-hmm. rather than listen to the whole recording. Yeah. And so if, if you're a person that does better visually, you have that option to read the transcript. It may be something you even might want to save uh, versus listen. Some people learn better by listening. Yeah. And I did do a couple of the live talks and I enjoyed them. I enjoyed um, hearing other people's stories. Yeah, me too. And I enjoyed listening to you helping someone who was struggling with something on the call Mm -hmm. because it helped all of us. Yeah. I was going to say, did you find it relatable? Even when someone else is perhaps talking about their childhood and it's not your childhood, but there's a relatability in our common humanity. Absolutely. I I did. You know, it was always very helpful to, to, you just pick up different things that you might not have even thought about because it's not, that's not your circumstance, but you can relate to that mm-hmm. element and how it works with this program and the things that you suggest to deal with it. So yes. I found that very helpful, very yes. helpful. And again, you feel like you're part of a community of people that understand. Yeah, which again relaxes something in our brain because as humans, we are seeking belonging. I think it's a it's a core need. There's a few core needs we have and belonging and acceptance, this tribal feeling is it's really, it's ancestral, it's core. And if we think about just the fact that as a single human being on my own, I literally can't survive. I, you know, I can't bake all the bread for me. I can't get all of my needs met and build my shelter, collect the water. I need the community of humans around me to, to get those very basic needs met. So that sense of belonging and not rejection and emotional connection and belonging and feeling valued in a community we're all seeking that somehow, somewhere. And I think that's when we fall into chronic symptoms that are invisible and elusive and very difficult for our loved ones to understand, it's isolating and lonely. And that 
affects that part of the brain that is not getting a core need met. And so that's where coming into the Rocksteady program, I feel, creates that sense of family and tribe and belonging that is our common humanity and collective healing. I agree. It, it's a it's a nice feeling because yeah. this can be very, very isolating. Scary, yeah. I wanted to just touch upon, before we finish our chat, I wanted to touch upon something you said before we clicked record was there were times when sometimes you would have a challenging moment and thankfully now you feel skilled and resourced and you've got the tools to meet that. So there's a sense of confidence there just generally speaking day to day. But you had a challenging moment and you could almost hear my voice playing in your mind of something okay. you heard two days before. I want you to speak about that a little bit because that, again, is why it's there's a great benefit in taking the journey of the program as opposed to, I think, dipping in and out of various treatment modules or therapies or reading books. There's something about, I think, having a container that's fresh and consistent and simple so we can draw upon that in those sticky moments. Yes, exactly. You know, I could I could hear you at times um, doing the body scan and just, you know, it's it's almost like I'm replaying your voice or the uh, module where you did the fight, fight, flight. And I can't remember the yeah. third thing. Freeze. And really understanding that that's this is where I am right now. I'm in this mode. I don't want to be in this mm -hmm. mode. I need to shift things so that I get out of this. I call it a crazy mode uh, when I'm just, you know, mm, agitated, agitated, out of feeling out of control, feeling um, extremely restless, you know, can't settle down. That's, that's not a good feeling. It's, it's not healthy to be like that. So, you know, I, I could, I could replay some of your audios in my head and hear your voice. And it was very soothing to me. Mm. to be able to to do that and I can go okay this is what's happening yeah. take some deep breaths you're fine you're safe mm. you know it, this this is going to pass yeah and you can choose yeah. differently from there how you will nurture yourself and approach the day based on what reality is showing you as opposed yes. to what you think you should be or forcing yourself to push through and be something that you're not really in that moment there's a sense of alignment also, what's coming to me as I'm hearing you say this is um, there's an element of simplicity that's necessary for neuroplasticity to be effective. We've got to intensely focus with frequency and duration on certain skills and tools that we really repeat and we feel through and we investigate. And again, it's nonlinear. So it's great to have some auditory input or some visual input or some written input or some physical exercise input that we're we, we might be activating our calm and steadiness or self-confident neural pathways, but we're accessing it from so many different angles. And mm. we've got this simplicity of intention and focus. And just for those of you listening out there who might be on the internet, looking at everything, trying supplements, trying devices, trying therapies, trying different yoga classes or meditation classes or cognitive behavior therapy or tinnitus retraining therapy, whatever it is, just to be aware that when we're bombarded and overwhelmed with lots of different methodologies the brain doesn't fully capture the depth of probably any of them it's sort of this um dipping in and out uh, there's a superficiality to it and actually the same happens when um people go through different yoga techniques you know instead of just committing to one yoga technique and deeply embodying it and really getting that teaching at a profound level 
if we're just dipping in and out of all sorts of different yogas, the body doesn't get the opportunity to really sink in and understand any one of them. It just sort of becomes random movements. So I think, I think there's value in the program nurturing that simplicity of intentionality and consistent education, which is simple yet complex. I, I want to say there's a lot going on and it's multi-layered because of the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, individual pieces. But because we're sticking with a common narrative, we have enough time and repetition for the brain to start going, oh, okay, this is making sense now. I'm feeling that. I can embed that as a new normal. So rather than being fleeting, brief, and random, I think we're getting more consistent, um, intentional, daily repetition. Would you agree with that, Paulette? Yes, I think so too. I think, you know, someone might look at this and go, oh, that's so simple. How could that, just listening to an audio, do it? And But it is a combination of all of the elements of your program working together and just just to help me know that I can be calm, I can achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve with this calm, I can gain my confidence back again. Mm-hmm. I can feel good and still be kind to myself and not push myself too hard when I don't feel well. Yeah. Just and and just to see even a little increment of of progress was like a ray of light. Yeah. As soon as something clicked mentally with this practice oh I get this now yeah it was just a ray of light shining through and you know the more light that comes in the better you feel and when we first um started chatting this morning you sort of mentioned your age and being retired and how some people in the rock city program are juggling young kids and they're just in a completely different part Mm -hmm. of life and you know, it's, it's potential and possible that some people don't feel motivated to log in or do self-study and so they really want that prescriptive fix or that pill or that sort of linear approach how does it feel now in your at the age you're at being retired how does it feel to sort of say aloud well I changed my brain I did it it feels fantastic really because (laughs) people in my age group we we worry a lot about our brains we truly do you know, everybody knows somebody who has Alzheimer's or had Alzheimer's or I had family members who had it. That's something I think that really weighs heavily on us as we age. Yeah. And anything that kind of affects your brain in any way, you know, you start thinking the worst case scenario, you know, that this is, is this Alzheimer's. And so for me to be able to, to see this change was really, really encouraging and you've got the skills and tools because neuroprotective behaviors such as self-compassion, self-kindness, understanding the de- various modes of the nervous system, which is the module four you referred to, mm-hmm. and, and being able to control how you self-soothe and self-regulate, all of those really help protect the brain structures. And the other thing that I, I've read has been effective for preventing Alzheimer's is learning novel, novel mm-hmm. behaviors, novel stimuli. So as we engage in the Rocksteady process and we invite ourselves to be more courageous and adventurous and we have more capacity to take on new activities, whether it's even walking a new track or learning a new language or trying some kind of new hobby, as we build the self-confidence and skills and tools, we become more neuroprotective because we're emotionally available 
and present enough to take on new stimuli instead of feeling overwhelmed, helpless, hopeless, powerless, and trapped in our little cocoon of perceived safety, which is really isolation and withdrawal and probably full of inner critique and fear. And that's got far less neuroprotective structures. Um, that's more worrying. Yeah. So you, it's a, it's beautiful to sort of link those together. It's, it's been a really good experience, a very positive experience. I, I um, Going through it, you feel empowered. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree. It's a gift that keeps on giving for me too as I continue on my Rocksteady way of life. I'm really pleased to meet you. I love meeting my community members. You all create this program and inspire me because I'm constantly feeding back. Um and of course, the live calls, the monthly calls would be nothing without our participants who mm. um, contribute to the chat box and come and speak live and, and share their journey. So I'm very humbled. And thank you so much for your time, Paulette. Oh, thank you so much. And I felt like I knew you as soon as we started talking. So it was lovely to, to talk to you personally. Really nice experience. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm feeling really, really, this is a treat. For those of you listening who are inspired by Paulette's journey and story, I highly urge you to look into the Rocksteady program. We are here for you. We are a very welcoming community. For those of you who are experiencing any financial duress or distress, we have scholarships for you. So get in touch. We don't want there to be financial barriers to anyone um, exploring this neuroplasticity healing pathway. I'm Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au and I want to thank Paulette today for sharing her time and sharing her story. So bye for now. Bye.